begin today at the Mishnah on Daf Samuch Vav Finishing the Perik today, Mitzvah Shem. Got it? Samuch Vav. Zog Teilige Mishnah. Continuing the Alochis of what's a Pesach, what's an accepted opening to be matter a neder. Paischin b'yamim toivim or b'shabbosis. You can use as a Pesach Yontif and Shabbos or in other girsas it has Shabbos before Yontif. And that is, you tell a person, if you would have known that on Shabbos and on Yontif, you're not allowed to be in a painful situation or suffering, you're not able to eat, you're not able to drink, you made a nether, and if you'd know that this is not appropriate for Shabbos, would you make your nether? You can use that as a proper Pesach. So like the Mishnah, but Yishayinah, in the beginning, they would say, since the whole basis of the Pesach was that he doesn't want to suffer during Shabbos and Yontif, so Shabbos and Yontif, he has a hetter for his nether. But all other days of the week, those days will still stay Yasser because he doesn't have a Pesach for the rest of the days of the week. Until Rabbi Kiva came and taught the following Anlocha. A neder that the Heta was given, some part of it, something from the whole neder was permitted, the entire neder is going to be allowed. And the Rani brings the Pesach that it's learned out from in the Yerushalmi. It says, A person should do like everything that came out of his mouth. That means, Only if everything that he said, in full, the nether in full, is still in effect. But if part of the nether has already been permitted, so then the nether doesn't apply anymore. There is a machleikas yishenim about this. I'm going to get to this uh, halacha that you don't, there's no such a thing as a partial nether. Some yishenim say that this halacha of the Mishnah is kipshutai. There's never such a thing as a partial nether. If part of the nether was already permitted, the whole nether falls apart. There are other yishenim though that say that this only applies to a case where you will matter the nether with a Pesach. If you remember, we had earlier in the Gemara that there's another way to be matter a nether, which is through charata. Not without a Pesach, through charata. There are, we're not going to go into now. So the Gemara had a whole discussion before whether charata works or not. So if you mat the nether through charata, some say that that charata w- could take away only the chalik of the nether that you are regretting. And all the chalik of the nether still remains in effect. Maybe it's a tonight. What's a tonight? What's a tonight? Where do you see a tonight? When he says, on Shabbos, no, because I, didn't, I really didn't really mean Shabbos. But he, Shabbos when he made the nether, though, when he made the nether, he didn't say anything about Shabbos and Yom Tov. So there was no, he said, I'm not going to eat. Then he realized it's Shabbos and Yontif. You can't eat, and everyone's sitting and eating on Shabbos and Yontif. So he didn't say the nether clearly with any tonight. Zog <coughs> Mishnah, What's an example where if part of the nether is mutter, the entire nether is mutter? Omar, the person said, nana I make a nether, there's a group of people in front of him. I'm not going to have a of any of you. So he's, he's including everybody together. If one of them, you have a Pesach, that, it, that the nether for that person should be allowed. So they're all allowed. This is something we actually learned already about earlier in the Mesechta. It spoke about a situation. Let's say he discovers that amongst those people was his father. And I realize his eye, what is said except my father. So then, in such a case, the whole nether falls apart. There was actually a discussion there on Machlekes, exactly when you say the whole nether falls apart. This is the example where you see that a chalik of the nether takes away the entire nether. The Mishnah says a similar halacha. Zog the Mishnah. What's if a person said, She'eni nana lezeh, or lezeh, I'm not going to have a no from this individual. And then he says about a second individual. And this second individual, I'm also not going to have a no like the first person. And then he could say on and on. A third person like the second and so on. So hutta harishain, in such a case, because 
the second person that he said the nether should take effect for him is dependent on the first. So if the first, the nether on the first was permitted, all the others that follow are mutter as well. But the futah if he has a hata for the last person that he said should be also to have a no from, so then then the hat is only for the last and not for the previous ones because the previous ones are not totally in the last. The, la- the later ones are totally in the first. And then you hear this, this parentheses here that Hashanim say are not, is not really part of the Mishnah. It's part of a Beraise that was already quoted also earlier in the Masechta. What's a futter ha'am tzai? If one of the middle ones here, he has a heter, that the nether should not apply to him. So heimenu lamata mutter. So the people that come after him, so the heter will apply to them as well, because the nether of all, all those following people were dependent on what was before. He said that they should be like the one before. So if the one before is mutter, so then the one later also mutter. But what's before the middle one that the heter applied to is, 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 remains also. That's not dependent on what comes later. What if the person said his nether about a few people, a group of people, but he said it in such a way that he's making a separate nether for each one of them. He said, carbon, that a carbon is a lotion of a nether. He says, my hana of this person should be a carbon. And I'm not allowed to have hana from this person. And then he says, carbon. A separate nether he uses a separate lotion carbon for another person. Then, that's a nether which is completely separate for each person. You need a separate nether, a separate heter for each one of them. Person makes a nether not to drink wine. Because the wine is not good for the intestines. People told him, But if it's old wine, then it is good for the intestines. So hotter b'miyushan, so that the heter, this nether will be allowed for the old wine, because for the old wine it's, it's good for him. Like we said before, once there's a heter for part of his nether of drinking wine, so now he's mutter b'chalal to drink wine. The whole nether falls apart. Similar halacha, kainim batzal shanitayim. Person says he makes a nether not to eat um, onions. Shah batzal ra'alaleif. The onions is bad for the heart. So people told him, the kufri type of onion, certain type of onion that is good for the heart. So the nether is permitted for the kufri onions. He'll be mutter for all onions. There was such an incident. And Rab Meir was matter the nether for all onions. Okay, the Gemara here quotes what it said in the Mishnah. And really, the continuation of the Gemara goes on the Hemshech of the Mishnah. Some are greatest here It's going on the case in the Mishnah where it said that you made a neder for individuals that are in front of you separately. And you have to be matter for each one of them, the neder separately. And the Mishnah spelled out what's considered to be a separate neder for different people. If I make a neder and I say, I'm making a neder for, for lezeh, 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 that's not called separate. You have to specifically spell out and say, Carbon is carbon is or maybe the lotion nether is there, You have to say a separate lotion of a nether for each one of these individuals, then it's considered to be a separate nether. But if you just said, I'm making a nether for you, for you, for you, for you, that's all considered to be one big nether. That's the chilish of our Mishnah that the Gemara is going to focus on. So, Mantana, who's the Tana in our Mishnah that says that you must say a separate lotion of a nether in order for it to be a separate nether? Omar Rav says, Rab Shemini, this is Rab Shemini's opinion, the Omar Rab said, Achi Yoyma Shvua Lachal Echad Vechad. Now Rab Shemini, this is a Gemara in Shvua that speaks about the Lashon of a net that a person says regarding Shvua Sapakadim. 
when a person makes a shvu and says, I don't have any item that belongs to you, I don't have any item that belongs to you, and it turns out that he lied, that it, he does. So then he's chayef for the shvu, shvu is a pikadne, chayef to bring a carbon, or it's chayef to pay back, whatever the chayef he has is. But the question is, do I consider this to be separate shvuas? And he's chayef separately for each one of them? Or is it considered to be one big shvuah that he made for all these people? So Rab Shimon says, even if he's going to say, I'm making a shvuah for you, for you, for you, for you, it's all still considered to be one, one shvuah. Because he only said the word shvuah once. And even though afterwards he said, for you, and he spelled out, he specified. Just the fact that he spelled out and specified is not enough to make it a separate shvuah. But if he said, he mentioned the word shvuah in relation to each person that he was making a shvuah to him, that I don't have your money, then that's considered to be a separate shvuah. Same thing over here. When he makes a nether, not to have a no, only if he used a separate lotion of nether or carbon for each individual, that's called a separate nether. And he has to be mat each one separately. And it said in the Mishnah, person makes a nether not to drink wine. And then the Mishnah said, people come and tell him, what do you mean? Wine is actually good for you. It's good for your intestines. Says the Gemara, why do, we, why do people have to go so far in order to be mat to the nether for him? But would be enough to say, the ain ra. He said, I don't want to drink wine because wine is going to be bad for me. As long as the wine is not bad for me, that's good enough. They don't have to say that it's actually good for the intestines. So Gemara says, Enochanami. Omer Ababa. So Ababa says, a taka would be enough to say that it's just not bad for him. Some out of here, the word chadr. Chadr is one point is that it's not bad for him. The old wine that is. And v'oid, another point is, Yafa ketani. Another point the Mishnah is saying is that it's actually good for him. But it's Enochanami. A taka wouldn't be necessary to say that it's good for him in order to be matted the nether. Well, it says the same thing regarding the onions. The Mishnah said, Wouldn't it be enough to say that there's a certain type of onion that's not bad for the person? The way to read the Mishnah is, it's saying a second point. Not only it's not bad for you, it's also good for you. Therefore, the nether is mutter. So he never made a nether because who's going to drink bad wine but I mean, some people do. People drink, drink and eat all kinds of things that are not healthy for them. <laughs> Go see what happens. Yeah, Zak the Heilige Mishneh. Again, another set of different things that, that can be used as a Pesach, as an opening to be matted and other. Paischen, lo'odam, bekovid atzmai, u bekovid bonov. You can use as a Pesach for a person to make him aware of his own honor that's being affected by this nether or the honor of his children. So this is speaking about one of the points that the Mishnah spoke about before, a person that makes a nether, not to have a nov of his wife, or a nether to divorce his wife, and then it's something that he didn't realize that it's going to affect his own honor. It's going to affect his own children. So we tell him, If you would know, tomorrow people are going to be saying about you, this is the habit of this person, he divorces his wives. So it's going to be, reflect bad on you. People are going to say about your daughters. This is, this is, these are daughters of someone that, uh, a woman that got divorced. So it's going to reflect by, bad on them. Or people are going to say, What happened? Why is the mother of, this, uh, of these girls, why, why, why did she get divorced? Something's wrong over here in this marriage and then whatever. So, so people are going to say bad about this family. And Vamar. And the person says, If I would know this, this is the fact, I wouldn't make this nether. I didn't realize the ramifications. This is a Pesach for a nether. 
Zak the Mishnah Vaita, we had this already quoted in the Gemara before. Kainam Shani Naisa as plainis Chuda, person makes a nether that he's not going to marry this woman because she's ugly, and Vahareina turns out that then she's beautiful. Or Shchaira, he says he doesn't want to marry her because she's dark, or she has a dark complexion, something like that. And it turns out that she's light. Kitsara, he says he doesn't want to marry her because she's short, but you can close the door, yeah. It turns out that she's that she's uh, tall. So Mutterba. So the nether is not uh, he's, he, he can be mad to this nether. And the Mishnah explains, The reason you could be mad to this nether is not because she was ugly and she became beautiful, or that she was dark and she became light. She was short and she became tall. That's not the reason why you could be mad to this nether. Why not? So this goes back to something that we learned before already in this Patek. That's called Noilad. Something, a new thing that developed. You can't be mad on nether this way. Now the Ran explains, the Ran explained this in the Gemara before already. Even though when the person made the nether, he clearly spelled out, the reason for my nether is, is because she's kuura, because she's ugly, or because she's dark. So even if this is something that develops later, and it turns out that she's beautiful, or that she's tall, and that she's white, so she should be able to be a to this nether, because it's almost like a condition that he made in this nether. But the Ran says before, at least this is the Ran's opinion, that... Because this change should happen in this woman is very unusual from being ka'ura to na'a, from being short to becoming tall. This is something which is completely unusual and unexpected. Even if he said that this was the reason for his nada in the first place, mm-hmm. it's called something na'ilad and you can't use it as a heter. So therefore the Mishnah here is saying, not that this change now, the whole nada turned out to be a mistake because she was always beautiful, she was always tall and so on. So the Mishnah, ma'isa there was a story with a person, he made a nether that he's not marrying his niece, his sister's daughter. He's not going to have any anah from her because he doesn't want to marry her. And they brought this girl into the house of Rabbi Shmal, and Rabbi Shmal beautified her. He dressed her up beautiful. He adorned her. Rabbi Shmal, now Rabbi Shmal comes back to this person, to her uncle, and says to him, Bini my son, Mizuna Darta. It's from this girl that you made a nether not to marry her. He said, no, she's so beautiful. I didn't make any nether not to marry her. So he was mad to the nether because he didn't realize that she's beautiful. Rabbi Shmuel that is. Rabbi Shmuel was mad to this nether. So then Rabbi Shmuel cried and he said, the Jewish girls are beautiful. It's the poverty that makes them look ugly. But really, they're beautiful. This, this line of B'nai Yisrael Noasen is also quoted in the end of the Gemara and Tainis, where it talks about the girls that went out to, uh, to dance and to attract the Bachar Sonai Necha to come and marry them. Right? And over there, the Rebbe speaks about this over there in the Gemara Barichas, and the Gemara says that this, the Rebbe says that this could be touched also Baruchnias. B'nai Yisrael Noasen means that the Neshamas of Yidin are beautiful. The poverty, and the chetzainius of things and a person's behavior makes him look ugly. But really, every single year is beautiful. Gemara says, Vaita Kishamais, the Mishnah that is, Kishamais Rabbi Shmol, when Rabbi Shmol passed away, so the Jewish girls were crying and lamenting, they said, the girls they said about Rabbi Shmol, were crying for Rabbi Shmol because he took care of the girls, he prepared them that they should be able to get married. 
there's a similar pasuk that it says by Shalomelech Benoyis Yisrael that the daughters, the Eden, the, the, the Yiddish girls, Al Shal or El Shal Bechin Bechina, they cried in Shal. Continuation of that pasuk is Hamal Bishchem Shoni Madonim. We also dressed up the girls with beautiful things in order for them to be able to get married. Okay, so the Gemara now asks a question on this Mishnah. It seems like the story of Rabbi Shmuel that it quotes is a contradiction to the halacha that the Mishnah said. Maisel Lister, is the Mishnah bringing a story that's a contradiction to the halacha? What did the Mishnah itself say? When a person makes a nether that he's not marrying this girl that's, that's ugly, and then the Mishnah says that it turns out that she's beautiful only if she was always beautiful, then I say there's a hetter for his nether. But if later someone went and beautified her, and that noila, that developed, in the, that change and developed in the future, then there's no after for the nether. Then it brings the story of Rabbi Shmuel that he went and beautified the girl, and he came to this person and said that this is the one that you made a nether from. So that's a ma'isa that contradicts the halach of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara Chesurim Ketani. So it's missing in the Mishnah that Rabbi Shmuel actually argues, and this is what the Mishnah has to say. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, She was ugly and she became now beautiful. She was dark and now she's lighter, she's white. She was short and now she's tall. Even if it changed after the nether, you could be matter the nether. And this is like the pain we had in the beginning of the Mesechta. Rabbi Yezah, I'm sorry, beginning of the Pedic. Rabbi Yezah says that even for Neulat, even a new change, a new development, you could use that as a Pesach for the Neder. Mm. And that the Mishnah brings the story. Rabbi went and beautified her, and through this he was matted the Neder. So the Gemara here brings the details, the story of what happened, what Rabbi Shmuel did. Tana, we learned, she had a fake tooth. And therefore, that was something that was not beautiful. And he went and took from his gold and made her a golden tooth. And so he made her beautiful. Some I guess for the standards of those times, a gold tooth was beautiful. But some say it doesn't mean he made her a gold tooth. But it means that he took his gold and made with that money of the gold a, a beautiful tooth. It should look nice, but doesn't literally mean a gold tooth. Okay, be it as it may, like it said in the Mishnah, the Gemara here brings more details. Kishachiv Rabbi Shmuel, when Rabbi Shmuel passed away, Pasach Allah, Savdana, so this eulogizes, began and said about him, Hachi, Benoyis Yisrael, Al Rabbi Shmuel, Bachina, that the daughters of Yishmuel, the daughters of Yidin, that is, they cry in Rabbi Shmuel, Hamal Bishchen, Vachulu. This is the Lashon of the Pasach that the Gemara quoted before, that it says by Shalom Alech, that he dresses them and he adorns them and he beautifies them. Okay, here the Gemara is going to bring a few different stories from Amiraim that we see how some of them dealt with different nidarim that were made and also specifically in things that are related to Shalom Bayis and how the, sometimes they went out of their way to uh, help with Shalom Bayis. So a person said to his wife, I make a nether, you should not have any amna from me. Unless you go and give the food that you cook for me to taste to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. I guess uh, the, the husband wasn't happy with the food that she was cooking. So she said, give this the taste of the Tanoim and let's see if they like this food. Something like that. So what happened? So she went, she took her food to Rabbi Yehuda first. Rabbi Yehuda, Tom, Rabbi Yehuda said, okay, no problem. If that's what will bring Shalom Bayez, you have from your husband, I'll taste the food. 
<laughs> and Omar, why did Rabbi Yehuda do this, even though it's sort of degrading for him? So he said, I have a Kavachayimah that I should be doing this. If, when it comes to make peace between husband and wife, Taita says, The Abish is holy name that's being written in holiness. It's going to be erased in the waters. This is the halacha by the site. You take the Abish's name, you put it into the waters to erase in order to figure out if she had a relation with someone else or not. And over there, in that situation, when you do this, according to some gears, we guide us over these words, besophic, and that's only a sophic. It may turn out that she actually had a relation with someone else. It's not going to bring any shalom between husband and wife. It's only if it turns out that she should not, so then it's going to bring shalom. So we erase the Abish's name for the sophic that it may be, bring peace. Vanisum for myself, I should be ready to forgo my honor and go and taste this food for you. Allah has come of a come. Most definitely, I'm ready to do this. The Rebbe in one place explains regarding this, this Kabo Chaimer, this Vartik Gemara saying over here, that it's not just that there's the Abish's name that's already written, and we take it and we erase the name for this purpose. We'll go and write the name in, in order to erase it. It's not, it's not, you're not allowed to erase the Abish's name, but you're writing it with the purpose to erase it. What that means is that the real taketh and kedusha of the Abish's name comes out when the Abish's name causes shalom. Because the Amish Indian of the Abish there is peace. So when the Abish's name causes peace, that's the real Indian and the real taken of what the Abish's name is about. So it's, a, so it's Adarawa. This expresses the truth of the Abish in the world by bringing shalom. So therefore Rabbi Yehuda was ready to go degrade himself and do this. Rav Shimon late time. However, when she came to Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon was very, very uh, strict about this, or very, very uh, <laughs> harsh about this. He did not taste the food. Amar, and even more so, he actually cursed her, and he said, Yamusu kol b'nei almana. Let all the children of this almana pass away. She wasn't an almana at that point yet, so this includes two different curses here. That means that her husband will pass away, and then the children will pass away. I think the Marshaya brings that there's a Gemara in Shabbos that says, Al-Ovin Nedarim Banam Mason, person that makes crazy Nedarim, he doesn't keep his Nedarim, the children pass away. So he was, this is the, cur- the source of his curse. And he said, Val Yazus Shimon Mimkaima, Shimon is not going to move from his place, I'm not tasting this food. And Va'oid, according to most, the Bach takes out the Va'oid, but some, some are good, the Va'oid, that he, then he said another reason, that why he didn't want to taste from this food. So that people shouldn't get into the habit to make these nedarim. He's going to make a nedar. And every time I have to follow his mishigas of his nedar. So he wasn't ready to taste the food. Mara brings another story. A person said to his wife, I make a nedar. You're not allowed to have any anar from me. Until you will spit at Rav Gamliel. Apparently that's something against Rav Gamliel. He wanted to embarrass him. So he makes this nedar. So what did his wife do? She had no choice. She went and she spit at his garments. Okay. And now she did what he said. She could come home and have anar from him. But Ravacha asks, this is not yet considered to be that she embarrassed him. He, his intention was to embarrass him. And the Gemara's question is, embarrassment is only if she actually spits at him, not as his garments. It's not enough. Amalei, sort of answered, Medek, Almani, the Rabshimagamliel, spitting at the garments of Rabshimagamliel, Zilusa Rapsahi. For such a great person, that's actually a, a great embarrassment. That's enough of an embarrassment. Talk to Gemara, another story. A person said to his wife, that you should not have any anah from me, until you will show. The gears we have here in our Gemara is mum, but the Bach says meum, So the word mum, whether it's mum or meum, it means show something beautiful about you. 
Let Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. I want you to go to Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. Let him find something. Mumavir means let him find something that's beautiful about you. Okay. So she came to Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. Amalahem, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi says to the people that are there by him, he wants to find something beautiful so she should be able to go back to her husband. Shemarishana, does she have a beautiful head? Amrulai, they said, no. Segalgal, it's round, it's not beautiful. Shemusayrana, maybe she has beautiful hair. So they said, no, it's not. Daimala nitze pishton, her hair is like a bundle of flax. Shemainano, maybe she has beautiful eyes. No, truta is saying, truta is, which means also round, they're not beautiful eyes. Shemosnano, maybe her ears are beautiful. No, kfula is saying, they're folded over, such big ears folded over. Shemachaitmano, maybe she has a beautiful nose. No, balamhu, it's flat, so it's not a beautiful nose. Shemosifsaisano, maybe she has beautiful lips. No, obviously saying, they're thick and big lips, they're not beautiful. Shemetsavarano, maybe she has a beautiful neck. Shkaitu, it's short, it's not beautiful. Shema Kreisana, maybe she has a beautiful stomach. Tzavahu, no, it's bloated, it's not beautiful. Shema Raglel, nice, maybe your feet are beautiful. Rechavis, Kishel Avza, they're wide like uh, the feet of, a, of geese, I believe it is, right? So it's not beautiful. No. Shema Shmana, try the last, maybe her name is beautiful. So, so they said, no, Lachluches Shema, her name is Lachluches, Lachluches means dirty. So on that, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi said, Very befitting, very beautiful, that based on who she is, that she has this name, Lachluchis. That she's full of all these blemishes. So he found something that's sort of befitting and beautiful about her. That she has this name, befitting to her character, or her, her being. And Vishariya. So that itself was the hetta, that she's allowed the to go back to her husband. It says here, the word means soil or stain. Yeah, that's the taich, the word Lachluchis, dirty, soiled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the final story the Gemara here brings, what Amiraim did, to, again, the point that Deran here says that the Gemara is trying to bring out the, the, the Tanoim and Amiraim, they took from their time to help people with Shalom Bayis, even a person that all has all these Shtusim and these Mishigas, and then because of that he's separated from his wife, so they took from their time to, to, to be Isaac and Shalom Bayis. The final story is, a famous story here, Ahu Bar Bavel, the Salak of Yisrael. There was this individual from Bavel that came to live in Eretz Yisrael. So he got married to a woman from Eretz Yisrael, and he's from Bavel, and his communication with his wife wasn't going so well. They, they spoke a little bit in a different language. He didn't understand the way of the people that speak in Bavel. So Nasavitsi gets married to his wife in Eretz Yisrael. Oma Loi tells her, Bishili li talfi. Cook for me two beans. So in, in Bavel, when, when you say to someone, cook for me two beans, it doesn't mean literally take two beans and cook me two beans. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's a way of saying, cook me a dinner. Right? You say to someone, cook me something. It doesn't mean something. It mean, so what did she do? But she lit. So she cooked for him two beans. That's what he said. Two beans is two beans. <laughs> so Rasa, he got very upset at her. Rasa, hello. So Lamachar, he figures, okay, she, she, she's so stingy. So tomorrow he says to her, Bishili li grive. Cook for me a grive, which is a huge amount. So maybe she'll understand that if he says grive, maybe she'll cook for a regular meal. Bishila grive. So she went and cooked a huge amount of food that was beyond what he wanted. So again, she misunderstood him. Allah, one day he tells his wife, Zili, Aisili, Trebetsini. Go bring me two betsini. So betsini, in his language expression, he meant to bring me two melons. And what happened instead? Oslas vaisile tre shragi. Butsini could also mean candles. So she went and brought him two candles. On my law, so he was upset at her. He said to her, Zili tavri yasen al reisha de bava. Go break it on reisha de bava. So in, in his way of speaking, what does reisha de bava mean? He meant on the doorpost. Bava could also mean doorpost. 
So she didn't know what Bava meant. In Eretz Yisrael, you say a Pesach or maybe a Dasha, but not Bava. So she, so she went to Bava ben Buta. Have a Yosef Bava ben Buta. So there was a, a, a Tana or an Amaira, Bava ben Buta, that was sitting above, over there by the door. The Kadon Dina, and he was in the middle of his entire. Ozlis, this woman went, with Tavris Yesayin, She went and took these candles and broke it on, her, on, on, on Bava ben Buta's head. Because she didn't want to, she was doing this sincerely because she wanted to have shalom bayis. So she was following what her husband told her. Oh my Allah, Baba ben Buta told her, Ma den davdis? Why are you doing this? What happened? Amrale. So she said to him, Kach tzivani bayli. This is what my husband told me. Amr. So so uh, Baba ben Buta saw that she's a sincere woman and she's doing it for the purpose of shalom bayis. So Baba ben Buta said, At asus ratzim bayleich. You did what your husband wanted from you. Hamakem yaitzi mimcha veivish should take out of you shnei banim. You should have two children. Kibava ben Buta. That should be as great as Baba ben Buta. Okay. So you see over here that both the wife that does these things to listen to her husband, even if sometimes it's crazy. That's <laughs> what it seems like here. And then, but she's doing it for the purpose of Shalom Bayis. She'll be zeichet to have these two great Tamidah Chachamim. And you see here also how great these Tanoim were. Bava ben Buta did not get offended by this. Adarabi only encouraged her and only added to the Shalom Bayis. Hadron Allah, Rabbi Yezah. Conclusion of the ninth Pedic of Mesechta Nedarim.